One of the most difficult things about having access to all this information on the internet is how difficult it becomes to filter out all the noise and be able to access the things that you need. There's so many solutions out there in sustainability and helping solve the climate crisis, but it is often so hard to know what is available. That is why my amazing guest that I have on the podcast today created a marketplace called Frog Geeks to create a sustainable marketplace where companies and consumers alike can go to find sustainable products. And given Yana's background in sustainable buildings and infrastructure, much of the focus Frog Geeks is highlighting the different options that are available for architects and designers to create smart and sustainable buildings and cities. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. And do you mind telling us a bit about projects and what you guys do? Thanks a lot, Billy, first of all, for being here. I really enjoy talking with you. Great time and happy to tell you more about us. So we are a green tech marketplace. We are a worldwide database of solution providers that are working in sustainable building and sustainable living. This is what we do. We make a traditional and progressive technology accessible for people. Well, definitely. No, that's great. And we really need to make this transition easier for everyone because it, it needs to happen. It's so important for our ability to survive in the next generation. So it's, it's definitely very important. What are your kind of the pieces that you're hoping to bring together into this marketplace for people to make that transition easier? So definitely what we work and with what we would like to enable the transition is definitely a network collaboration, education, and access, access and transparency. To yeah, definitely. And do you have some examples, some people that you have up on your website right now that mm -hmm. you would like to highlight? It would be not fair to highlight only a few because <laughs> truly it's an impressive network of people. Yeah. The stories, because it's in the end, it's always, it's companies, it's people, it's experts, but in the end, it's people that you need. So when you hear their stories, when you hear their motivation, you know, their why, then you understand, okay, so this is a different type of community. It's not only let's put a profile together, let's be there, but it's truly people that look to collaborate to maybe start something new, enhance what they are doing, or that are also making what they created available for others. If I should describe how the page, how the website, how the database looks right now, Definitely, it's very diverse. And this is also what we were looking for, to create, to build. And uh, I'm happy to say that we are extending and expanding every day. And we are a home for basically companies working with uh, new building materials like hemp, bamboo. We have people that are working uh, with consulting, helping us to transition in terms of their process, in terms of their products, making them more efficient or using different materials or optimizing their supply chain. And of course, we go into all the elements when we talk about water, waste, energy, 
architecture that's our close to the heart topic because you can impact a lot. The construction segment is responsible for something around 40% of the emissions that are created worldwide. And when you add up also the other elements, most probably it's even higher. So we are happy that we are really home to these type of companies. And one of the things that we also notice, and you may notice when you look at different projects right now, is that they miss the biophilic elements. So biodiversity, restoration of forests, regeneration, uh, regenerative farming, or uh, permaculture designers, these are with us on board, and we're super happy about that. And we're looking to extend it definitely further. Life yeah. cycle more. Yeah, definitely. Everything that you were mentioning is so diverse, so awesome, because we really need to see all of that in, because it's so important for everyone to see like what's actually available out there and understand how they can integrate that into whatever they're designing or building or, or what they need to make their the best decision that they can. So that's really great. And so what got you into thinking like, oh, let me create this marketplace for all these companies to come forward and, and display what they're producing? How to put it? I grew up in the mountains. So I was farming with my grandparents, so it was not like something totally distant. I had this feeling, I know how soil smells. I get my hands dirty. I'm gardening myself with my family right now too. And when I, however, became a mother, then it really hit me because I got really interested in topics, started to read, joined some organizations. And yeah, I was looking for my role. I'm coming from marketing and sales, so it's really connected. My, my children are with me, so eventually you may... Hear or see them at some point of the interview. My children are my strong motivation. And so then it really hit me and I was looking for the connection and my background led me. I had a, I had built out due to my affinity and interest in architecture and just looking at solutions in this perspective, I built out a rather extensive network of around 10,000 people highly specialized in this field. So I thought, wow, all the, because, you know, there is so much possible. How can people plan for the right thing? How can they make the right choice? To achieve the best results and so this is how the technical idea came together of this is the form but for whatever reason i was carrying the name in my mind for much much longer i had it like maybe i was like having it for five years i knew it's going to be frog but i i did not know any any context there was no context for this but now i know we stand for highly enthusiastic people and green technology and sustainability and we are very much interested in collaborating together and bringing this to the next level. Yeah, definitely. That's great. And with bringing all these different people together, you've really created a community. How important do you see in fostering that community, being able to keep that community growing as being part of your mission for your company? I would say it's essential. It's essential because it's, as mentioned before, it's people. And when I usually, when I say who we have in the portfolio, who is on the platform, I say, we have people working with this. We have people. And in the end, it's like this. I, I know when you are looking for something, you remember the person working with this, or he is an expert, or they know somebody, or they have some options. For me, it's really the people. And uh, that brings uh, with it like a beautiful, but very challenging thing, which is the core of collaboration. You need to be able to open up listen, also be able to perceive some other perspectives of people because it's not so easy. Sustainability is not so easy. It's, it's sometimes it looks like it's very simple, it's straightforward, but then you have all these little details, these little things that for this, it's great to have experts and the experts are 
sometimes really having such discussions because we have also advisors on all the fields that we get understanding what, what is the most suitable, the best solution for an ecotype or the combination of materials or results that you look for. And yeah, it's very interesting to observe their conversation. We are just, you are somehow from a different field, but still you are apart. And then it's just, we, you need to allow this, you need to allow and make room for it because only then the realization comes and then the combinations reveal themselves, how, how you can do the best. And if you aim for the best results, optimal for the ecotype and everything. Yeah, it's very fascinating at times. Yeah, definitely. Being able to bring together different ideas is always so important because understanding like what other people are doing in another industry, you might not just not understand, just don't have the ability to know what's going on over in that industry, but you able to talk to somebody in that industry or hear what they're doing, you can start seeing some pathways to join together and, and understanding how you can work together and make something even better. So I think that's critical to be able to understand that community aspect of having to be able to connect with other people and understand what they're doing and hearing different ideas. It's so can be so influential into in what they're doing. So I think that's really great. And so any entrepreneurs in the audience who might have a green business who are looking or interested in saying, oh, how can Frog Geeks, how can I get involved? How, how can I get up onto the platform? How can, you know, people come up onto the platform of Frog Geeks and understand how they can, what is the benefits there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's very easy. You create a profile, you get through, but there are also different groups because we are structured the way by intention or on, on, on uh, yeah, intentionally that there are basically all segments allowed, all segments or channels. We have NGOs, we have universities. We have just we have companies, so everybody is allowed to join. We are more than happy to have them in, and the benefits are different for the different groups. So when when we see smaller startups, SMEs, we tend to and the partners or people that are joining us, the companies are for sure saving time and money, but in different aspects, uh, what brings the value for them. So for startups and SMEs, is what we see marketing and communication, getting the visibility, getting space where they can present what they do, what they care about, why, etc. In a constant concentrated, and we fuel also the actions that bring people in to see what is possible to get to trigger it. So this is really the benefit benefit for them. For the bigger ones, however, it's totally different. It's a network, it's the business corporations that come together. We enhance this also with the direct matching process. So when we know we have also our network of partners, when we know there is a project ongoing, we can match the requirements or in certain fields with suggestions. So we suggest certain providers. On. So this is also very interesting for them. And another element that we work with is empowering them with information. And for information, it's relevant information regarding market development and regulation, information on regulation and market. So this is also what at some point it will hit you. If you're in the field, it will hit you. If you're outside of the field, it will hit you too. It's an interesting thing that we like to present and communicate and uh, cut it down into some pieces that you can take action and adapt to it, work with it. And last but not least, it's education. When we work with the network, we work on educating them as well, developing them further as people, as businesses. And we do it with education programs, also with external partners or internal or by our advisors. So many possibilities once you have people in the network that can do this, it's so much possible and we educate them on business and on sustainability. So they can really build out a prosperous model, grab the opportunity on the market, but also do the right thing. So when developing a new product that they have the right life cycle, 
that they use the right materials, that they include also not only a beautiful material that is new and compostable and whatever you have, but that they also look at the impacts like water management on the transport road. So really not having reduced view on what your impact is, but extending the perspective of every business, every company, every expert that is with us. Yeah, definitely. And so when you have these different companies that are coming onto your platform too, you mentioned you're recommending different companies when you see projects that are in alignment. Are you personally recommending them or do you have a algorithm in the background that recommends? Which way is it? So definitely we are a young company. So we do this by direct matching now. So we know who we have on the list, who is in the portfolio, typically who is matching, what is, I don't know. There are certain parameters that you can have for decision-making or you just want to see what is doable at all, like inspiration. So we do this by manual or direct match, but certainly it's clear with extending the platform, extending the network, we need to, and we will, or there will be some mechanisms. Of course, you have scale of projects, stakeholders that are interested that may have or need special approach. That is also clear, but we definitely would like to also build in some functionality. Yeah, definitely. I see that as a process. I just wondering where you guys are at in the process right now. Mm -hmm. That's great. And you also mentioned like the difference having education around like the different fields and what's the best option because it might not always be the best like the newest and newest technology or something that's the right for the situation it could be something which is has been around for a while but could be most economical and the most feasible in certain situations which i think is a really great way to really consider for every business about what is the best option, not just what is the new green tech option or the new fancy gadget out there, which I think is really important to realize. And what is your format for communicating your educational material? Is it through email or do you have webinars that you run? How are you guys doing that educational material right now? So for now, we have heavily online format. So video webinars, video content, we will for sure go more into a written content. So articles. So this is definitely an area where we go newsletters. That's also an element to build out. There is a lot we can do and there will be for sure more to follow. Yeah, definitely. That's great. And do you have a regular cadence with your webinars right now? We tend to have them weekly. So this is like a good habit. It's very intense because we were having the first series. I think we started in 2021 in December. So we're going to have an anniversary. One year one. That's great. On energy efficiency. It was a good one. And when we replay or uh, discuss the topics, we see close to the point. So this is a high recommendation and kind invitation to everybody. Join us, ask the questions, come with your ideas, come with your projects, meet people because it's really worth it. And we are launching a series in, because I'm Slovak, we have quite some Slovak and Czech partners as well, or coming also from the Central Eastern Europe region. So we will have webinars also in Slovak in these languages. We are also releasing some German speaking videos, English is that is broadly available for everybody. Yeah, it's a kind of international language, but we will certainly add also experts and present experts where we have also ourselves or how the team will develop people that can have qualified and interesting discussions with people that bring solutions from their area and their local location as well. Yeah, it can be great to have 
English for its abroad understanding of many people, but having that ability to have that local culture, because some things get lost in translation, especially when English isn't your first language, it can be really difficult to communicate things the way that you need to in order to explain like complex topics or kind of understanding. So that's really great to be able to have those kind of local culture and set it down in that way too. So that's really great. And I know a lot of your history is around sustainable buildings and for building infrastructure and things like that. What is like one of those big movements that you're hoping to see in sustainable building going forward in the next couple of years or so for sustainability in building and infrastructure? So for me, I'm pretty much, I'm connected to nature. So for me, I see a built environment that is flooded with the biodiversity, green elements, green roofs, green parks, edible cities, all this stuff, definitely smaller communities, as well as urban area that are connected, integrated, and upgraded with ecological, efficient, resilient infrastructure, managing resources in a circular manner, and respecting the limits of the natural environment because you always have a capacity within which we live in. You may have tons of super developed biodegradable products, but if you just exceed the capacity which we can manage, which we are doing right now, then it will not work. So this is what I definitely look forward to see more. And this is what we are trying to enable and also new and old techniques being applied. So it's, as you mentioned before, it's not only the newest tech, people have also different and stakeholders have different parameters to decide. So it's maybe the price, it's maybe the budget, it's the knowledge, it's the preference, it's the design that you, and also the ecotype, of course, it has to fit the conditions. We had a nice example last time on some combination of materials that does not work maybe for Northern Europe, same for sub-Sahara Africa, quite for sure, when you have different conditions, whether it's the sun, heat or rain. And so this is something that I'm looking forward to see. I think it's going to be very bright. We just need to... Yeah, definitely. I really consider all the options that are available. I know I had another entrepreneur on the podcast a few weeks ago. He's an engineer. And so they've created these new energy efficient systems to be able to cool down buildings in India. So he's located in India and so an engineer there. And so he does a lot of things where he's removing heat out of the buildings instead of trying to create more efficient systems for our air conditioners and things like that, but actually using a lot of ancient technologies to bring out the heat versus always using a air conditioner and a coolant system, but having a way of removing heat from the buildings is like super important. It's like this way of thinking like, okay, instead of trying to enhance the tech or make things, the technology more efficient, like how can you utilize the architecture and how can we use it utilize the building to design it in a way so that it becomes less but need for as much power to cool it down and things like that i love it i love and maybe if I uh, can add to your point, there is, I, I'm not quite sure if it's now a design or architecture uh, principle, but it says form follows function. Mm -hmm. If we should uh, do this and uh, that it's really so simple for all the designers, uh, which really stick to it and want to do something meaningful that still is appealing and attractive, for sure it would go the direction which you are saying. And you are efficient with the resources, you are wise with the usage. So it's, I'm definitely for this. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great way to utilize what 
resources you already have versus trying to always bring in new technology. And so probably the best thing is like we can, there's, there's only a limited amount of resources out there. So even if we are utilizing, creating a risk that biodegrades and all of this stuff, but how much resources did it use to create that thing that now biodegrades, right? It's okay. What if we were able to just cut that out altogether? So instead of having that biodegradable substance that we're making and it's, oh, it's, it's green and all this stuff, but what if we were just able to cut it out at the beginning, then we wouldn't need any of the resources to build it in the first place. So it's alternative thinking. It's not always, we have to make things all techy and new fangled and all that kind of stuff. It can be just like simple ways of reducing and that can be extremely impactful. So yeah, I think that's huge too, especially yeah. going forward. Yeah. Billy, absolutely agree with you. And we have also providers uh, which are dealing with uh, renting models, reselling models for different type of gadgets or tools that you would utilize in your daily life, which you don't need to buy then, of course. Also, that's the, the direction of mobility as well at some point, not having your own car, but maybe have a shared or pool or whatever. Like mobility as a service, uh, I think that's how they call it nowadays or how it's called nowadays. I'm definitely for this. And what I also find fascinating is the, uh, you also indicated it already, the reduce element. Because it's, I believe also, and the people that we talk and exchange with is the consumption patterns, which are currently like very standard, are certainly not the way to go. And moreover, when we talk about the kind of gap in the identity of the society, so if you try to complete your inner needs and not knowing who you really are or what defines you and satisfying it with more stuff, more clothes, more cars, more watches. It's a big question for everybody. How do we approach this? And you have a lot of discussion around the word degrowth topic, which everybody's like very paralyzed with because everybody or majority or a lot of people correlate it only to economics. But actually I like to twist it. I like to twist it focus on well-being of people and instead of focusing on product, a focus on the well-being of people and what can we do about this? And this is also the whole transformation of business models. So what do you want to earn money with? Do you want to earn money with damaging the environment or is there something else? So yeah, fascinating topic. Yeah, no, I agree because it's it, it really coming back to our values and what we value and how we can take what we value and showcase it in what we do rather than just saying, oh, I value all these things, but then all of my actions look differently. And that's a very hard as a cognitive disconnect for our brains and can often be very troubling for our minds and our egos and all that of saying, oh, this is, I believe all of these things, but then I don't really act in that way. And so how can I make sure they're aligned? And so sometimes our brains just can't do it. And it causes a lot of angst and anxiety inside of our minds and can make it really hard for us to make decisions that are beneficial for our well-being because of the fact that we have this cognitive disconnect that's like mashing of different values and what our actions actually are. And I think coming in the day and age where we can understand more things and we have access to so much information, we can understand finally, oh, maybe I can start aligning my values with what I'm doing and my actions and all those other things. So I think it's a very amazing time that we live in. Definitely. Yeah. And so what are your goals for projects in the next six months or so? So in projects, we want to certainly focus on exponentially grow the network, present more connect more, be bigger and be better. And for sure, it's building out also the presence, the presence, the content, the library. Yeah. So this is 
what we aim for. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Being able to grow, have more and more people come into your network is great. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. And I love to ask this question just because I get a lot of different responses and it can be always so intriguing to hear what people are learning. So what are you currently learning right now? Yeah. As a mother, as a <laughs> wife, I am and the mother of twins. I am constantly learning currently. Yeah, yeah, and always a patience, a patience, mm -hmm. and how to set priorities to create a thriving life for me and my family. So this is personally what I'm learning, and as a business owner, I really learned to lean in, push, and pull consistently myself, our team, and also the Frogix network to achieve best possible results. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's a constant learning process. Sure. It will never stop. And of course, there are all these aspects uh, which are technical, but that's also the value of the network that you can exchange and see how it's developing or what's yeah, new. Definitely. And for any entrepreneur in the audience who's listening here today, what is one tip that you would give them to help them grow their business or help them start their green business? So for sure, I would tell them join Frogix. Join Frogix. <laughs> definitely. That's the place to go. You're going to only partner up with more people. You're going to find maybe new elements to, to add to your business or funding or education that will help you to grow. So definitely go there, join us, please. We welcome you. We will be happy to meet you. And a bonus tip from my side would be just start doing things. Do not overthink, do not overcomplicate. Just start with it, do it consistently as much as you can. And every little improvement done over extended periods of time will accumulate. So the results will come. Definitely. That's that difference between 1% and 0%, right? If you're making 1% progress, even if it's just 1%, that accumulates over time. If you're doing 1% better every single day, that's 365% better than you were last year. So it's be that continual, gradual improvement. It's really huge. I love that. Love that tip for sure. And if anybody wants to learn more about what you're doing, join Frog Geeks online. How can they get in touch with you? How can they find you? Yeah, the best place I believe is my LinkedIn account. So if you go there, certainly you're going to see and hear more about the topics we are talking about more content you will have there some links for the webinars that we are doing and of course you have also direct contacts to myself so if you would like to reach out you find everything on great uh, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today it's been really awesome being able to talk to you about what you're doing with frog geeks and all the things that you are really building this community for sustainability and allowing us to really move forward in the direction that we need to so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today absolutely welcome my pleasure and Hey, Billy, thanks for doing this and also for spreading the word out on different ecopreneurs and technology and this that are available. I think it's really great what you do. Highly appreciate it. And yeah, happy that you are also part of the mission, I would say. Definitely. And if you enjoyed this interview with Iana on her sustainable building marketplace on Frog Geeks, I invite you to check out this interview with Planet Sense and Leslie Sheridan. She's creating a sustainable marketplace. They'll have an AI system that will vet products onto the marketplace to ensure that they're sustainable and have a B2B to C component as well, where companies will be able to sell products to other companies and they will be able to get that sustainable materials that they need for their businesses. And we'll have a B2C component as well. Be really just all encompassing to help our world become more sustainable.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in launching your own podcast to make an even larger impact on the world, then look no farther than the podcasting platform that I use here to launch every single episode of Green Business Impact, Podbean. I searched through all the different podcasting platforms out there and the best choice by far was Podbean. They give you truly the best value and all the resources you need to spread your message to the world by easily connecting you to all the different podcasting networks like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. And they give you so many resources and opportunities to monetize it as well. So if you are on the fence about which podcasting platform to go with, make sure you check out the link in the description below to register your podcast with Podbean. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.